Welcome back to the final episode of season one of the One Proposal podcast. I am your host, Dalia. Friends, are you like me? The turn of each new year marks the renewal of your resolution that this will be the year your most fervent desire will come to pass. And then, have you been disappointed when yet another year ends and the fulfillment of that desire still hasn't come to pass in your life? And truthfully, if you're like me, as a result, in those moments, you begin to question this life of faith and God. Let's pray. Lord God in heaven, we commit this journey to you, trusting it wholly to you. Cause our thoughts to become agreeable to your will. Today, we ask for your wisdom in the area of relationships, preparation, and being found by the one. We ask that our minds may be opened to see your light so that we will know and understand what is a hope to which you have called each one of us. As women who are yet to be married, we commit our way to you, Lord. We roll each care of this load to you. We lean on, rely on, and are confident in you and trust that you will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. More than once, I have wanted to quit this process of waiting when it seems like there are no real results. My mind playing tricks on me cruelly insists that I have orchestrated this elaborate faith tale of God, a protagonist and a hero, and fabricated a make-believe story of his rescue so that I can hide behind and cope with the reality of this harsh world and my present single circumstances. At times, I have felt defeated by the facts overwhelming my mind. In moments like those, I want to scream out loud and agree with the masses that perhaps this faith walk is all to make-believe, and that a life of marriage is probably not meant to be. In those trying times, when I have felt very alone and crushed with self-pity, I have wanted to give my soul relief by speaking forth the evident, providing some form of alleviation from internalizing all these thoughts. Thoughts that appear to go unheard unless I voice them out of my mouth. I've wanted to scream and make sure that someone, anyone, is hearing me. I have also thought to pray and voice out loud the desire for marriage to be taken away from me. But even in times of disillusionment, there are still things I dare not speak because the power of spoken words. Because I believe that in doing so, I would be pulling up the roots of what's been sown. That even though nothing has surfaced, deep below, there is a life its own, gathering strength to break through. Plus, if I'm honest, I've always felt like somehow God would answer that one prayer instead of the countless times I've prayed for a life of marriage. So I've said nothing for years. That is, until recently, when for the first time in my life, I felt like the raging desire to be married no longer had a grip on me, my heart, or my life. Nor was it all-consuming and unrelenting. One day, in prayer, with this newfound freedom, I prayed a different prayer to God, saying, Lord, 
I want your will for my life, whether that's with or without a husband. And then a few days later, when I awoke, I sensed the phrase, lay it at his feet. And I knew exactly what the Holy Spirit was prompting me to do. He was asking me to lay the desire of marriage at God's feet, to speak forth out of my mouth and ask God to take the desire of a life of marriage and husband away from me. Without hesitation, I made the decision to pray that prayer, the prayer I never wanted to voice out of my mouth, because I believed if and when I were to ever speak the words, God would surely take the desire and its fulfillment away from me. Words that I had been afraid to utter because of the finality, that when spoken, I would seal the deal and I would never, ever marry. I walked into my prayer closet willingly and with no regret. I was not in distress and ready to make the declaration. If a life of marriage wasn't for me, as much as I had hoped for it, that I would be okay for God to take it from me. The one and only true desire I had craved for all my life. Finally, I said out loud, as I sighed a sense of relief in my mind and in my spirit, I didn't think this day would ever come. Yet, somehow, I had finally arrived at my place of peace. A day I would have never thought possible to be okay without marriage. I realized the magnitude of the moment. So before voicing out the declaration, I decided to write it out first. I began to craft the words I would declare to God down on paper. As I continued writing, I thought for sure I would add a PS, you know, a just in case statement. But if marriage is your will, God, <laughs> instead I wrote, nah, I will be okay. Your will be done, Lord, period. After having written the words down, that's when the hesitation came. The words staring back at me would settle my future forever. Words that I would soon be speaking out of my mouth. In that written prayer, I didn't even ask God to take the emotions that would be sure to follow me the rest of my life. As I was pondering all this, I was suddenly reminded of, and I felt like Abraham must have felt when he was going to sacrifice his son Isaac. I welled up and got emotional. It was then that a steady stream of tears came flooding down my eyes. I said, Lord, I'm crying, maybe because of how much I desired marriage. And yes, I still want it, but I'll be okay. I was weeping because my heart was mourning the dream that would never be. In that moment, I closed my eyes, and the first thing that came to mind, I saw myself at the bottom of a mountain, just like Abraham, willing to walk up to the top and make the sacrifice to God. I sensed that I had something in my hands, and as I saw myself begin to walk upward, I knew it was my heart's desire for a husband in marriage. At the bottom of the hill, 
I was dressed casually. But then, as I continued walking up the mountain, I saw myself being physically transformed and dressed in this big, fancy, beautiful, flowing ball gown as I courageously continued the ascent to the top. Then suddenly, before reaching the top, I had a sense from the Holy Spirit to stop and read the story about Abraham's sacrifice. I'm familiar with it, but didn't quite remember the details. So I opened my eyes, grabbed my Bible, and began to read Genesis 22, verse 7 through 12. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham. Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God, because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. I was surprised by the text. For one, Abraham had crazy faith. I mean, what if he had heard wrong and ended up killing his son because he thought he, quote unquote, heard from God? But really, the most astonishing part of this story is that Abraham was willing to trust God and sacrifice his promised heir, God's promised heir, as recounted in an earlier chapter in Genesis 15, 1 through 4. The Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abraham replied, O oh, sovereign Lord, what good are your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Friends, God was the one who made the promise to Abraham in the first place. And somehow, Abraham had faith that God would still come through. And it was the angel of the Lord who stopped him once he knew Abraham was willing to do what God wanted, even at the expense of his own desire. As I read the account, quizzically, I contemplated, what what does this mean? And that's when I heard God whisper to my heart that it was he who stopped me before I spoke the words out of my mouth. With my actions, God knew he now had my heart, all of it. And then God asked me to read the following text in verse 15 through 18. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, 
I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Friends, did we not read that Abraham was merely wanting a son who could be his heir? Perhaps like many of us, we want a husband so that we aren't lonely anymore. Or maybe we want a family. Or perhaps we want to leave a legacy. Whatever your reason might be, listen here. God's the one who made the promise to us in the first place, just like he did with Abraham. Go back to Isaiah 34, 16 and read, friends. But if we are holding on to that desire so tightly, unable to release it and trust it to God, God's true intention, what God has planned for that desire, will never come to pass. Look what happened when Abraham released that desire and determined that God was his true and great reward. God was able to take that and bless him exponentially. Friends, as I read this, God provided the comfort that what he wants to do with this promise is more than I could ever think, ask, or imagine. Just like Abraham, God wants to use his promise first for his glory. And in the process, bless us exponentially. Bless all of us exponentially. But the first step is laying the desire at his feet so he can in turn bless it. I learned that the phrase, lay something at someone's feet, means to make or hold someone responsible for something. Just like in Abraham's account, God then took the responsibility to provide. Verse 13, Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Imagine the kind of lives we would live by holding God responsible for the desires he has placed in our hearts and then letting God be responsible for bringing his desires for us to pass in our lives. Remember, it was God who promised Abraham that he would become the father of many nations, even though in the natural it looked impossible in Genesis 18.11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. It had ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. In Romans 4, against all hope, Abraham and hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Friends, our faith and confidence has to be in the assurance that as we lay God's desires for our lives at his feet, he has the power to do what he has promised in each of our lives and to do more with the promise and bless it exponentially because he's the one who made the promise in the first place. Thanks so much for listening to season one of the One Proposal podcast. 
Until next season, let's stay connected. Visit www.v1proposal.com and sign up to receive updates, announcements, and giveaways. You can also subscribe to be part of my Patreon community. Click on the link in the show notes for more details.